Hi, my name is Casey Gonzalez. I'm with Chef Salty Pork. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pen from the CQP Moments Podcast. Hi, everyone. This is Mark the Shark from the Mark the Shark MMA Show. And you're you're listening to to a little little bit of everything everything with with Angelica. Angelica. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in on a little bit of everything with me, your host, Angelica. This is a collaboration episode special with the Coupon Queen Pin from CQP Moments Podcast and a little bit of everything with me. We are going to be recapping 13 Reasons Why Season 3 every Friday. We will be only discussing our opinions about the storyline and the characters, how they evolve. We will not be talking about the social issues that have occurred. We are not professionals. We are strictly here to discuss the storyline and the characters. If you are someone seeking help or someone who needs help, or know someone who needs the help, please visit 13reasonswhy.info. Welcome back to another collaboration episode special with CQP Moments and a little bit of everything with me. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in again. And it's if it's your first time tuning in, we are recapping 13 Reasons Why episode six you can tell the herd of a man by how he grieves as you heard at the beginning of this episode we are not professionals and we are here to only discuss about the storyline and the characters only but before we get started how are you doing coupon queen pen I am good I am good it is rainy here but I figure later I will curl up with a mug of tea and a blanket (laughs) yeah and I feel like I gotta do the same thing because as everyone knows I'm always getting sick (laughs) and I've been fighting you know with the vitamin c taking it in as much as I can and um you know if you're spanish Mm-hmm. I got the Vicks vapor rub all I was giving saying Pone al Vicks. I'm not sure if you if um your grandparents or parents used to do this, like they would rub it all over you and then um get the iron, get some like old t shirts, put the heat on that and then put it on your chest and then you like fall asleep like a baby. Oh no. No, here was the word. Okay, it was the rub it all over you. <laughs> then, um, my grandmother used to put a towel into oh. the oven for a little while, oh. and then wrap that around us, and then pin it on us, and then put our pajamas on. Oh shoot! Okay, that's different. Yeah, we used to use the iron, yeah. and you know they'll heat it up that way, and just place it pretty much from head to to stomach (laughs) no and then the crazy part was I don't know if you ever had those uh like my grandparents on both sides were like the tucking Nazis (laughs) so like they would tuck like they would make the bed with you in it so if you had to go to the bathroom, heaven help you because it took you forever to get out. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my mom was like that. Especially when we were sick a lot, it's like yeah. she would tuck it right in there, and it's like, what am I, Sheldon Cooper? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But it's you know, I got the VIX going on. It's the Spanish thing to all our Spanish listeners. The VIX is always... Yeah, you know, you already know what it is. The VIX vapor rub. It, it is like, you know, everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the necessity at your night table. Mm-hmm. 
But besides this nasty weather approaching us, and it's been such a crazy week of weather change. Um, I know. I cannot believe, I, I, and I could keep saying this. I know everyone's probably like, oh, she's saying this again. I know it's been crazy. It has been crazy. So episode six, episode six had me really like, OMG. How did we not know about these things yes. that happened? Episode six, yeah, episode six really gave us, we thought we got eye-opening grace in episode five. Mm-hmm. We are really seeing brand new Bryce. We are seeing like really, oh my gosh, like he is this is not the monster from season one. Yes. Yes. He is not the monster from season one. And it is really, it's really starting to make us question Clay because Clay keeps clamping down on all of these theories and one of his biggest theories is Bryce is the monster Mm -hmm. but we see now remember last episode we ended with Ani going into the the garage or you want to call it the carriage room Mm -hmm. Um, and for anyone that doesn't know why they call it a carriage room, even though it is a garage, is because that's where they used to store horse carriages. Oh. Yeah. And horse carriages, as you know, are larger than most cars. So, yeah. Because I know everybody's pretty much like, why is she saying the carriage room? But yeah, that's why. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But... We see her go into this garage and she finds Tony's car. Yes. Oh my God. But now we see Tony being pulled in. Tony's being pulled in by the police and he's being questioned. And this is actually where we confirm who is questioning Annie. Because if you look at the background behind Tony, it is exactly the same background, but from a different angle. Mm -hmm. So Annie is being questioned by the police. She is. And also remember what we said about colors. Mm -hmm. She is in all, in a grayscale type of um, Mm -hmm. screen, I guess, so to say. And Tony, we see him in the past colors which we said it was more of the happier times but in this case for tony it's mm-hmm. not really a happy time but it is it is part of his past um but we do see also in this episode tony's life in general and his family yeah. which I, we obviously don't know much about tony because one of the things that's that kept in my mind was Tony really knows how to really, really keep a secret and keep a lot of stuff in there. Yes, yes, because even Annie said Tony is the keeper of secrets. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, we didn't realize how big of a secret Tony was holding because his life just looks like this. I wouldn't say perfection, but it just looks like this, hey, I've got it all together. I know what I'm doing. And no one realizes that Tony is pretty much the glue holding his American dream together. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say American dream is because remember, guys, like I hinted at last week, we find out that Tony is actually a DACA student he is what we call a dreamer his parents are not documented but he and his sister were born here so they are american so we find out that actually 
Tony's big secret, which is to him when he's being, um, when he's being interrogated, is larger than Bryce's death. Because that's what he tells the officer. His, his thing is sadder than, than Bryce being dead. Mm-hmm. Because they pull him in the day before, or the day of, actually, of Bryce's funeral. And then we go back and we see, because he's bringing his boyfriend to meet his family for the first time, and they're all giddy and they're happy but nervous, you know. And he tells, he tells him the story about how he came out to his dad, and his dad wanted to watch the modern families <laughs> and i think anyone who was is is latino and has those parents that don't quite speak english properly can like really find some comedy in because it was like really the modern families yeah <laughs> and there is a modern family spanish version by the way and apparently um, the way I found out was through the credits. So when Modern Family is over, they have the credits to pop up and it actually, because I, I record everything, guys, honestly. I, I, don't, I don't really watch shows on the same time where it's aired. I hate commercials. So I kind of wait half an hour and then I start, you know, playing it so I can fast forward to commercials. Um, yeah. But there is a Spanish version of Modern Family. So I know this is a little mm-hmm. bit off topic, but there is. Well, anyone that wants to learn Spanish, and guys, I will honestly tell you, it's funny, but most people don't realize, um, one of the biggest ways my father learned English was reading the newspaper in English, and not reading the Spanish version. Um, it sounds really crazy, but you kind of have to immerse yourself sometimes, <clears throat> Corey, in, in, in a different language. <laughs> <laughs> um and one of the easiest ways to do that is watching a show or something you like or you know um so if modern family in spanish is the way for you to do it then go ahead yeah whatever works but yeah we see him um and they they go over to the house and they're looking and Tony instantly knows something is wrong. Television's on, the house smells great because food is cooking, but he notices that the pots are still on and his little sister Graciela, her blanket is still in the middle of the floor. So he knows something happened. And as he's turning off the stove, his neighbor or family friend, I'm not sure which he is, Alejandro, mm-hmm. comes through the door and he tells him that La Migra was there, which is immigration or ICE, Yeah, was there and picked up his family. But thank God, Graciela was able to be somewhere else and he and Alejandro and his family are watching after Graciela. Yeah. And to me, that kind of like, it really got to me. It really did because, oh my gosh, to go through something like that, it's really, really heartbreaking to have your family separated and such. And it's like, it it really got to me. Like mm-hmm. even me talking about it, kind of making my eyes water because it's like, most of them come here because they want a better life for their children. And you kind of think of how your parents got here and and you're just like, oh my God, like, could you imagine if that happened to me living where I am? Right. And, And that's the thing is like, I think the difference now with a lot of things from before is you're dealing with people who have been in these countries for years. Mm hmm. And I mean, even if you say, okay, they've only been there as long as Graciela is alive, but that's eight years. She was able to be born and like live in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And this is where 
after this segment, I really felt like a huge appreciation to my parents because you're just like, you know, they moved fast. And plus, obviously, it was more politics because um, just a fun fact, back in the day when my dad came, um, the political leader in charge at the time, we have, you guys call it presidents, we call it prime ministers. Um, he was actually asking for people to immigrate here so they can build this country. And it was, it was a quick process. It was so quick. As wow. soon as he landed here from, uh, cause he was working in Florida in Miami, Florida, he had that window opportunity. He put in the papers, he put everybody's, well, I wasn't even born yet, but <laughs> apparently my mom was probably six months pregnant with me when this happened. And mm. they said that, you know, he got approved right away. He just had to go to Canada a couple of times and he was in the process of trying to get the green card in the United States but he was just struggling he's like what do I do do I stay here do I leave do I stay here do I leave because at those times they were saying like you have to come to Canada because it's better opportunities so you know it was just quick and easy and this is why he appreciates um Prime Minister Elliot Trudeau for that for those Mm -hmm. who don't know um because he was the one that really opened the doors to Canada to a lot of immigrants so right right but it sucks. Like seeing that scene, it really got to me hard. And I was just like, I didn't want to cry tonight. No. <laughs> but and, and this is it's it's a crazy thing. It's it's mm-hmm. one of those things of you can't help but feel it. You really can't help but feel it. So it's just like, you know, just it's hard. really yeah. It's so it's is we see him go through this and now we go from what should have been a happy moment to he goes into instant tony protector mode we've seen this in the past um he knows he's got to get a lawyer and now like all of the all of the pieces for tony's story are fitting together why was tony never at school why is he always at the garage why is he always hustling why is he always trying to make money because in other words, he was trying to keep his family together. Yeah. He was trying to keep his family together. And, you know, we see we see this because he's relaying the story to Clay and to Ani. And Clay, like, it's one of those things you could not help. It When Tony told his story, it was so palpable. But Clay even goes home and hugs his parents. And he's like, you know, I love you guys. And I I don't know if anyone realizes, but Clay actually goes through the front door of Mm -hmm. his parents' house, which Mm -hmm. they have been living in a guest house, he and Justin, and they have their own key. But he wanted to make sure he could see his mom and dad. And he says we need a picture of Justin. Justin's picture needs to be here. Because in other words, you could feel it. You could feel how blessed you are to have family. Uh-huh. Yeah, a hundred percent. And this is where I find with Tony's story being such a learning experience for most of us, because, mm-hmm. you know, I already told you how I felt and what Clay did was was very powerful because he learned mm-hmm. from what Tony's going through. And we don't know much about Tony, guys. And this was episode six where we really opened up to see what Tony is all about. And I was just like, right. you know, now we know, like you said, now we know why he's never at school. It's because he needs to really support his family and mm-hmm. really work hard to have his family mm-hmm. here. Which for Tony... Yeah it's a lot to handle. And like you said it before, you know, these kids have to grow up so fast and they're dealing with adult situations. And it's like, kudos to Tony, really kudos to him to really putting his family first. And Mm -hmm. even though his family wants him to be successful in school and stuff, but he's just like, what's the point? Like, I want all of you to be here. And that's for me as a success. Right, right. And we begin to find out, like, why Bryce has the car. We actually start to find out. But now we cut to Bryce's funeral. And 
of course, it's a somber occasion. But the funny thing is, now we start to see little points of Rice's mom unraveling. Little points of her unraveling because she's she's thinking his killer could be at this funeral. She does not know who to trust. But the biggest target on her list is Clay. He is the biggest target on her list. And as she's looking at him, she then goes and sees Bryce. Who is acting like he is at a wedding, as she, like she says. And that's really, that's really great. That's really the crazy part. So yeah, I don't, I don't, um, I don't know if that is, you know, it, it just seems like it's going to go like pretty left here. And we see him, I don't know if he's just, and the funny thing is people deal with grief, I'm getting like so tongue-tied. People deal with grief in different ways. Mm-hmm. And we see him drunk and he is, um, you know, he's obviously had quite a few drinks before he entered the church and she, his mom ushers him to the front. You know, you need to come sit with family. Your son just passed away. Um, and we see Zach giving, you know, kind of like giving a memory of what, what Bryce was to him. Yep. And he's calling him brother and saying that, you know, he's his brother's keeper. But the funny thing to me was that he said he was sorry. Now, sorry for what? Yeah. He repeated three times, I'm sorry. What are you sorry for? Yeah, what is he? Is he hiding something that we, something right. that we don't know? But we've seen these little clips of Zach with Bryce in this season, like, you know, when he encountered him at the gas station, he right, became the bigger right. person, decided not to pick the fight. And right. him again, you know, I think that was the only scene we've seen so far of Zach with Bryce. But we know from previous seasons, from one and two, right, they were kind of good buddies. But then everything's right. changed once these cassette tapes came out. So I feel like the same way like why are you saying sorry but then of course with this whole entire season it takes us by surprise with certain mm -hmm. events that happen so we don't know maybe there's something that we're gonna see later on about zach exactly. but i but i'm happy that zach even though this was hard for him to do because i he's got mixed emotions like i should mm -hmm. say something but then i don't want to do it like, I don't want to do it because I knew the type of person he was, but I have to do it because I am the captain of the football team. Right. Representing the football team. So for Zach to do that and for anyone who has to do that, it's, it's not easy. It's really hard, but sometimes you kind of have to bite your tongue and just let it be and just do it. Right. And, and that's, that's the crazy thing because we do see the football team sitting together um, you know, Clay is still trying to play Master Hardy Boy over there because he even texts Annie and asks her to meet him. And now they're, you know, trying to figure out who possibly did it. Which and I was, I wasn't, I wasn't too happy about that. <laughs> I wasn't. I'm like, dude, it's a funeral. Like, Clay, chill out. Just stay calm. And he's already, like, pointing fingers. Well, don't you think um, um, his mom's being weird? Oh, how about his dad? What do you know anything about his dad? It's like, dude, chill out. Like, it's a right. funeral. Right. 
I wanted to grab him by the ear and just like pull him out and be like, what the F are you doing? Exactly. It's like, what is your problem? So yeah, we see him do this weird thing, like not cool, Clay, not cool. Um, And, you know, but then it's Clay's turn to speak and he actually kind of, you know, holds it together, which I was very surprised because we see Clay kind of losing it too. Mm-hmm. And, but he held it together and he's like, you know, you know, it's like he was, he, I knew him, he was my friend. Nothing fantastic. Mm-hmm. There was nothing fantastic about his speech. But then Bryce's mom gets up to speak. And we start to see all these flashbacks. Oh my God, so many. And she starts. Um, one one. The one that I actually saw that may, gave me a little insight. Um, most people are probably like, "Oh, yeah," because his parents were divorced. It wasn't the fact that his parents were divorced, but it was when he saw his dad in a restaurant mm-hmm. and he says, well, let's go to the club. And his father says, oh, I wish I could, but I'm flying to Dubai. And his new girlfriend's slash wife or whatever she is to him says, I thought we were decorating the new house today. And it's like, okay, not only did you leave, but you're in town and you're just really blatantly trying to avoid me. Mm. Like, you know, that is like, it, it's one thing. And I think people don't think about this. Like it's one thing to avoid your, your spouse. Like you, you're divorcing your spouse, but you're not divorcing your kid. Like you could see how, how Bryce's face changed. Like, he really realized that his father was trying to, like, not spend time with him. Yeah. And and, and you, you could actually see the difference. It was like, oh, okay, well, another time then. And you see all the disappointment and the hurt. And he's trying to play it off, but he's not doing it very well. Oh. Um. So, yeah. And then we see another flashback. Um, of course of the divorce and we find out that the divorce actually wasn't Bryce's father's idea it was his mother's mm-hmm. and she is actually trying to get him to sign the papers because he wants to hold on but we find out actually Mom's the one with the purse strings. Mm-hmm. It's like what? All, all see, it, it's it's almost one of those things of. I think that's why I like this season so much. It's giving us all those little nuggets mm-hmm. that we didn't have for the past two seasons. Yeah. But then we also see a third memory which was the coolest mom decides that she is going to paint this room the weirdest green I have ever seen in my life. (laughs) And she's painting and Bryce actually comes in and says, can I help you? And she's like, you know, and I'll be very honest as a mom, when your kids, especially when your teenage kids want to come in and help, You're like, what do you want? (laughs) It's like, okay, you're offering to help me with my project? Okay. But he really just genuinely wants to help. Yeah, he does. And he grabs a a paintbrush and he's painting and he splatters paint on the floor. And... I guess because it's been a point of contention, like things are good and they'll go bad. Mm -hmm. But 
you see his face and you see his mom's face and then instead of like yelling at him because he's bracing himself for impact Mm -hmm. she then takes her roller and sprinkles paint on the floor (laughs) says well we'll just paint the floor and then we'll just make the ceiling sky blue yeah and so he wants to know what she's kind of been smoking because she's asking for some kind of Baskin Robbins room here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but they're having fun. And then she splatters paint on Bryce. And instead of Bryce going ballistic, they are having this crazy paint fight. And they're laughing and they're giggling. And it's just such a great time. And this is what she is remembering. This is the son. This is the little boy that she remembers. Yeah. And it's like so amazing. But it's like, we didn't see that. We saw the have-to-be-grown, drinking, party boy, frat boy, not knowing how to behave, taking what he wanted, Bryce, for the past two seasons. Mm-hmm. But now we get to see the friendly protector having fun, making sure that everyone is good. Bryce. Yeah. It's really, I mean, I don't know. Is, is this really odd for you too? Because I, this was like really odd for me. It was really odd because like you said, we've only known Bryce as being the bad person in all these seasons and he's done harm to other people. But then also it's like as a mother, you do recognize those little moments of your little right. boy. And, you know, it, it, it kind of put the piece together where, you know, we see her perspective and her view of things. And mm-hmm. we don't know when this all this happened. We don't know if it was when he went, he was at uh, Liberty, not Liberty, Hillcrest. Um, it, it's just those right. memories of what she feels like he was the good guy. Because she also says that along the lines of he's able to change, he was going to change right. for the better. So, you right. know, she does recognize what he's done. But also it's like, she does remember him as her little boy. And the one thing that I really liked about those past clips was when her father really talks back when she was in the process of the divorce and he gets really angry with her. Like you need to treat Barry, which is Bryce's dad better. You need to treat Barry. Like, what are you doing? Are you crazy? Are you stupid? Like he calls her really bad names and we get to see the relationship between, um, father and daughter because right. at that time he wasn't as sick, but he is, he was sick, but you know, for him to say those harshful things and then Bryce come like is still in the room. I was just like, Oh my God this guy defending his mother and say you listen to me you old man you are not to disrespect my mother that way and talk to her in that sort of way obviously this is not what along the lines of what he said everybody but you know i was just like oh my gosh this guy is defending his mom even though they've had a crazy relationship of good the bad and the ugly he still has right. a heart for his right. mom when stuff like this happens because we see them have butt heads like where are you going you're not going anywhere you're causing right. too much trouble you're gonna stay home you're gonna do this but then right something like this happens you see him really support his mom and that's i think mm-hmm. that was the most important thing for her because my father is treating me like crap but then my son comes in and really protects me so i was just like holy crap that's true that's true that is true so now we learn a little bit of bryce's mom's relationship with her father he does express how it's his own money um, this is why they're wealthy because of him. Uh, she's grown into this wealthy lifestyle. 
Mm-hmm. Of course, she's taken over most of the wealth anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think she is a only child. Yeah, because her father says she's never worked a day in her life. Yes. So now we get to see, okay, she's the only child. She was given this lifestyle. Um, but she, what she's doing in return is taking care of him because mm-hmm. no one else is going to do it. She has right. it at the home at their own at his home which is uh it's basically hers soon to be hers but right it's like growing up with someone like that and tying into what she had that conversation with chloe which was two episodes ago and how chloe says he seems to be like a nice man or was a nice man or is a nice man or whatever now i understand why she was so aggressive in that conversation because mm-hmm. now it points that missing puzzle is that she never really had a good relationship with her dad. Yeah, she's always felt the need to protect herself. Yeah. But in Which that is moment, also why she's so hard on Bryce, because mm-hmm. I guess in a way she knew the men that she was dealing with. Mm-hmm. And to me, it almost seems like she was trying to protect Bryce from becoming like them as much as she could. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Because it seems like dad was, uh, her dad was a drinker. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, he's got that aggressive, strong persona. And Mm -hmm. she's taken that from him too, because she's got to put on a brave face every single time. Um, Yeah. And and we see her, we see her, the funny thing I did know, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. The funny thing I did know is we normally don't see women drinking bourbon or scotch. Mm-hmm. but at one point or actually at a couple points we do see her pour herself a glass yes we do so it's like wow she's taken on this I have to take care of myself kind of thing and it's like whoa yeah and we really see her go through a lot because the divorce mm-hmm. the run-in with the whatever girlfriend at the time or fiance soon to be wife Mm -hmm. um, from her ex-husband we see her she has to deal with her son because he's the only son that she has she is the only child in her family as well so it's like she's got a lot of people to take care of she Mm -hmm. really does and now it all makes sense why she is the person but seeing her say her speech at the funeral was like right. okay she does have a soft heart she right she really you know she does recognize which was good because sometimes people don't recognize your child's mistakes mm-hmm. like when they're in the bad or in the wrong so i was happy that she did recognize that he wasn't the greatest person but to her as her little boy was the best person in her heart and then also her saying how he just didn't know how to use his heart that was so full so I felt like, I felt like, um, it was great, but then of course something horrible happens during her speech. Right. And, and I think that was like, oh, so we, and, and, and I think that was the, I, I think that was the brilliance of the writers of that scene because mm-hmm. you're getting pulled into this moment. And you're like, okay, we're at a funeral. This is Bryce, you know, and we start to see all the, you know, flashbacks and people's great stories. And then all of a sudden we forget about the girls group that is going to protest. Mm. They Mm -hmm. protest hard and they are calling Bryce, you know, an an abuser and an assaulter and all this stuff and it's like you know and they're screaming for justice but the police are at this funeral because they did get wind from the school that they were possibly going to do this so the police are at the funeral and start actually you know taking in some of the girls um i did note that we don't see jessica at this funeral Mm mm-hmm um 
but we do see and 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 they were they were even bold enough to try to hang a banner oh man i know i'm like what so yeah like you're in a church like could you have at least had respect for the church yeah <laughs> like that was so wrong on every yeah. single level and i was just like you're kidding me right and i'm glad jessica and, wasn't there even present because exactly. it would have been a lot more worse for her persona because then obviously right. bryce's mom's gonna be like okay it's clay it's tony it's it's everybody attacking him right and he's and, and they start screaming justice for jessica davies and it's just like oh my gosh are you kidding me yeah but yeah, these these girls and and then that kind of really was the ending of the funeral because I mean, how do you come back from that? Yep. How do you come back from that? So these girls are they're, you know, they're apprehended and we see everybody now getting their stuff back and they go to a repast, and of course, after all of this happens, Clay bounces back to his hardy boy self <laughs> and is trying to figure out ways to emancipate Tony because everyone knows that Tony is apprehended and he knows he, he he keeps saying he knows his friend he knows his friend his friend didn't do it so he's trying to figure out who could have possibly done it and he's like blaming everybody in the room by the from the way they walk to the way they talk for, to the way they do their hair um <laughs> it was really weird um but yeah and of course he's got his fav his favorite nancy drew by his side now ani <laughs> and she is you know she's in it with him and it's like wait a minute you know <laughs> it is super crazy yeah it really it is, is super duper crazy and then finally they find out um they go to to the um garage and that's when they find out why Bryce has the car because if you remember that's when he, when Tony starts explaining why Bryce has the car and it's simply because he needed money for the lawyer. Yeah. Bryce actually bought the car outright. Um, and Bryce actually did a nice thing. Now, if anybody ever pays attention, Tony was selling that car for way under market value because it was a classic car that he personally worked on with probably custom parts. And he was only selling it for 25000 yeah but bryce bought it for 50 yeah and we spoke okay i understood his reaction but it was like tony went a little bit overboard on bryce i i, I have to say that he did he really did because he was it's, bryce was just going in there kind of being like hey you know what's going on i you know i just need to tell late like he's not there he wasn't showing like that aggressive side of right. Bryce and he wasn't going and they're like hey I need this freaking light you know no it was just so sincere it was just like hey um I need a tail light but then it's it's going back to what everyone has been going through with Bryce like he's the bad person he's the right and it's all engraved in your head and but then Tony also because he doesn't want to get into trouble or anything he has this tunnel vision because now we see what he's gone through. His like right. thing is like, I ain't helping anybody from school. I have nothing to get involved in. Screw everybody. Screw this exactly. guy. So yeah, he was really harsh on him. Uh, yeah, he was. He was. He was really hard on him because I was like, whoa, you know. And Bryce actually bought the car for double the price, 
And he told him, he says, like, I'm not giving you charity. He's like, you worked on that car and your your time is worth something. And besides, it's my dad's money. I just want to get rid of it. Yeah. So he paid him $50,000 for the car. Mm-hmm. And he was able to go and get a lawyer for his... um or at least pay what the lawyer fees were for right then. Yeah. Um, which was really, really crazy. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad he, he, you know, kind of just gave up and just took the money because. Right. Bryce was no, he was not there to make fun of him. He was not there to, mm-hmm. you know, and this was when Bryce is already at uh, Hillcrest because we see him wearing mm-hmm. the jacket so he's mm-hmm. not there to sabotage anybody he knows he's recognizing mistakes at this point where that's what i feel like he's recognizing his mistakes through his time at hillcrest because mm-hmm. he he's turned one literally 360 um right and these flashbacks are pretty much recent so yeah these flashbacks are recent so this i guess this was like i mean and this is just my guess but I'm guessing this was like right building up to when Bryce was killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. So I'm not, I'm not even sure, but I think that's what it was. It was like building up to when Bryce was killed. But the funny thing that I did note before, before um, Tony started telling his story. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what Clay asked Annie? He said, did you know anything really about the Hannah thing? Yeah. And she says, no, not really. So guys, we are very clear. Annie knows nothing about Hannah. She knows nothing about um, Bryce's past of what happened with Hannah or what happened with Jessica or any of these other girls other than what any of these people have told her because she was not there. So here we go again with Messy Annie being pushy because none of this stuff actually involves her. Mm-hmm. None of this stuff actually involves her. But she is making sure she is in the thick of it. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. Before we even move on, Annie, I feel like what's going to happen is she's going to be super curious of what happened to Hannah. She's going to be like the private investigator that Rebecca should have been when finding about a Zed. And yeah. she is going to go <laughs> ham on the investigation. She is going exactly. to go, what is with, because it's not going to start with Clay though, because she reminds me of that sneaky Akini. I, mm. it's like, I know we're using 90 Day Fiance references, but <laughs> um, she's just going to go ask, I bet you, she's probably going to ask Jessica. She's probably going to ask um, Justin. She's probably going to ask Tony she's gonna go around nitpicking everybody in this group and ask so who's hannah and i feel like that's what she's gonna do and then at the end she's gonna try to get out of clay of who is hannah right and that's the thing is because now everybody's like did tony do it tony couldn't have done it like and and i think that's the thing that's in the back of everyone's mind for this entire episode because it was almost like no one except for Tony's boyfriend acted like, oh, we have to go get Tony out. Everyone was like, oh, Tony will come home. So obviously, something about Tony, no matter how secretive he is, says Tony is not this person. Mm-hmm. Tony is not this person. Yeah. So it's like really, really crazy. Yeah. But... Go ahead. It is. I was going to agree with you that it is crazy. But then we see, you know, they start looking back at the tapes and they're wondering, like, 
what's going on because now the last visual they have of Clay is Clay standing next to Bryce with a gun. Mm -hmm. And remember, Clay was like, if you saw that episode um, originally, um, what was it? The first season where Clay's, you know, he's standing down there, he's threatening Bryce over Hannah. And it's just like, this is not voting well for you, dude. Mm -mm. But the question is, because the last scene that they have on that video is Clay pointing the, the gun out. Who was he pointing at? He was, that was Bryce's house from last season when him and Justin, oh no, that's another incident. That should, wait, is that another incident? Remember that one time, um, I'm not sure if it was season two or season one, he's on his bike and he goes to his house and he, he just punches Bryce in the face, but then Bryce actually knocks him out. Right. So... I was kind of thinking about that, but I do not remember anybody with him at the time. Right. But then there was a second incident in one of season either one or two. This was after he goes on his bike. He takes Justin with him and says, he says like, he hates that guy. It was something along those lines and they rush over to his house and Justin tries to stop him. So this is a clip because I remember this from, I think it, I believe it was season two. Because for season one, I think he tried to attempt, but then he gets smashed in the face by Bryce. And um, this other time, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, um, mm -hmm. this is the other time in season two where he's with Justin and he just he's so mad at Bryce for what he's done so far because everything just started popping up. Right, and he heads over there, but Justin was trying to stop him from doing this. He's like, "That You're crazy, put the gun yeah. down, down." That may be no. it because he had yeah. a gun. Yeah, and then he there was so much commotion between them two that Bryce ended up coming out of his house, and he's like, "Wait, wait, wait, guys, what are you guys doing here?" Like he got mad, like, "What are you doing here?" Right, and then you know, Clay got into this moment of oh my gosh, like I, you know, of anger that he just right. wanted to shoot him. And then I remember Justin kind of calming him down and said, let's just go, let's just go, give me the gun, let's just go. And then they ended right. up leaving because Bryce threatened them to call the police. Right. So, yeah, but it's not looking well no, for it's Clay not. on this tape because that is the last scene that they have of Bryce and Clay talking. Clay has a gun and he is shouting angrily from what you can see because remember it is a surveillance camera. It is not a regular video camera. This is security cam footage um, and it doesn't look good. No, it does not look good and they leave us off that they have to bring him in and right. it, Oh, right. Clay, it's like, it's, he's got so much happening, like so, mm -hmm. so much. He's caring about Tony. He's caring about um, Annie. He's caring about, you know, Justin, Jessica, Zach, Alex, like um, Tyler. It, and then it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy. It and is it, crazy. When they said, when they see that, I'm just like, oh my gosh! Now what's gonna happen next? Like, is he gonna be in trouble for this? Then we need to figure out when was this timeline because this was literally at the beginning. Right. This was like season two, so there's a lot of stuff that's been happening between obviously where they leave us off with season two and then season three. Um, then we don't know what happened during his time at Hillcrest at the beginning exactly. of this season. So he really put himself in a sticky situation and it's not going to look good for him because... No, it isn't. Like I said, he's got so much happening. Like he's carrying yeah. a weight on his shoulders and he's protecting everybody that he's forgetting about himself. But I feel like with everyone around him, because... 
we've seen Annie in integration. We've seen Tony integration. I feel like everyone's going to really support him and really bail him out because yeah, I hope so. You know, that's what I feel like, but I don't know about Zach. Zach's kind of iffy on with me. Oh, Zach's iffy with everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Zach is iffy with everybody. So it, it, yeah, but no, I mean, it's just so much. And you just see the torments on him. Mm-hmm. He's just like, he looks so, so tormented. Yeah. No, he really does. He really does. And I'm just like, dude, who's worrying about you? Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Justin is doing his thing. He's calm right. collected. Yeah. But Annie just, you know, whatever, she'll, she'll worry about him. But that's because she's in, immersed herself into this whole situation. Oh, yeah. She's just, like, jumped in but feet first. Yeah. And then you got Tony, who will worry about him. Because then, who's next after him? What else are they going to find out? Right. Um, just because, just, like, whatever. Trying to keep myself safe and away from most of this as possible. Because she's dealing with her own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got Tyler and Alex. Like, you know, just day, taking it day by day right um, and then who else um that's pretty much monty's it. not gonna come to him because oh monty god can't no stand him. if anything monty might bring him down but then i feel like i don't know i feel like annie's got something because she's got i know i don't like her because she's so nosy but i feel mm-hmm. like she's she's building up all these things because the way she talks into this interrogation in the beginning and the way she's narrating the story because i feel like mm-hmm when she's narrating the story, I feel like she's still in that integration. So she's, she's really questioning them as well. Like you should talk to Tony. You should talk to Clay. You should talk to Ray. It's like, well, who have you talked to? You know? Yeah. And like, maybe you need to really um, find out, you know, work a little bit harder to find out the things that you want to know. So. Right. I don't know. I after this episode, I was just like, "Oh my god, I need to know what happened to Clay." <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, guys, that is. This was a wild episode, and it, it just keeps getting wild. better. <laughs> yeah, and it keeps getting better. So, I'm thinking the next thing we're gonna see is probably Clay in interrogation. But yeah, yeah no, we end off with this with with clay's last scene in that video so we will find out yeah and i do want to point out another favorite moment of mine was when clay and tony and i'm glad clay said this to tony after he said his story and what's been going on he's just like well why didn't you call me as a friend like i know he was trying to offer him to help but then he said no one can help but the fact that he's just like, I thought I, I thought we were friends or something. Right. He's like, I thought we were friends and you were there for me. Why wouldn't yeah. I be there for you? Exactly. And then they hugged it out and I was just like, oh, that needed to happen. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was super amazing. It was the sweet episode. As shocking as it was, it was a sweet episode. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. A lot is happening guys i can't believe it but we are halfway through the season yeah we're halfway through the season guys and i was just like oh my god i can't wait to watch episode um seven so i for those listening i actually watched the episodes two days before we record um but i'm very like I want to just keep binge watching, but I can't because I'm going to confuse people, which I think yeah, I've done that once. Yeah, and that you have to make sure that confusing <laughs> people. Yeah. But, um, you know, episode number seven is called There Are a Number of Problems with Clay Jensen. So I yeah, feel it like... sounds like we're going to find some stuff with Clay Jensen. Yes, and um, I'm just going to read out what the episode notes for what they have it on netflix as so basically it says the police integrate justin and clay about the night clay pulled a gun on bryce clay discovers that annie and bryce bond ran deeper than he realized Uh uh-oh we're finding out something about messy annie 
Yes. So to me, guys, this, oh my God, this is going to be crazy. So it is. What is your prediction? Uh, Halfway. I'm I'm thinking that he's going to find out that actually Annie had a thing with Bryce, even if it was just for one night, or she actually had this kind of secret relationship with Bryce. And guys, I don't mean platonic. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, she was, like, really, really feeling Bryce and was trying to do the whole secret lover thing. Mm-hmm. Because remember, she's just, like, protecting Bryce at all costs. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know what? I, this is where I hope Justin defends Clay as much as he can. Right. In this way, we're going to see how this... Um, brother-brother relationship um to the test um yeah with the annie and bryce yeah i i i I honestly feel like there was something deeper because she did live live in the house and she is lying to clay that she lived in the guest house but really they live in the house um so it's going to be interesting because i feel like clay's going to feel like he's been being betrayed or how maybe annie maybe annie's playing the role of i'm going to defend the walkers because i wonder what's up with these people and why are they're not liking bryce so you know it's going to be tough on clay really tough on clay yeah what wow yeah, I know. I feel like we're forgetting one thing. It's like in my head, in the back of my head, ready to go in the trash can. But I'm like, I feel like this is a moment where you have to, oh, that's right. It's coming back to me. When ugh, Clay being a bugger and literally wants to go see the garage. I think that scene, I think we said it. Um, but he's so like antsy. Like he just. Right why are you doing this yes this is a party and everything and the way annie's mom kind of looked at clay and clay being so nervous in front of her mom because it's it's like are they robbing a bank (laughs) right he's just like a wreck like his his thing in his mind is just like i need to go see this car i need to see if it's tony's car because i am denied that tony would do such a thing right that's what i'm saying we see clay unraveling we see it we see it clear as day yeah wow wow what an episode like what an episode yeah guys if you have anything to say like we said we are only covering the storyline and how the characters are developing we're not talking about the social issues or anything that's occurred in the past but I want to hear your feedback. I want to know how you're liking this season if you are actually watching it. And this season, hands down, is probably one of the best. They really thought of everything. The twists, the turns, the past, the future, the present. My Mm -hmm. goodness. It's Mm -hmm. good. So, yeah, it is good. It's it's just like, what? Every time I turn around, I was like, what? Mm -hmm. What? So yeah. <laughs> For sure. It's crazy. So I think we're ready to wrap this up. We're ready to roll. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in again. Um, this has been an amazing collaboration episode special. I feel like when this is over, the coupon queen pen's gonna be like, Hey, do you like this show? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's it's so funny. It, we always end up watching a show. So yes, and, and it works. It really does work. It does work. And guys, if you are 90 Day Fiance fans and this is the first time you're tuning in, don't forget to catch the recaps. Mm-hmm. And I know for some of you who, are, who listen to both, we didn't recap the part two of the tell-all because uh, part one of the tell-all because oh, I feel right. like we're going to just put it all in one because we didn't really have much to say about this part yeah. one. No, we didn't. But make sure you catch up on Monday's, uh, sorry, Tuesday's episode of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. We have to break it up in two parts. 
like I was like I can't believe we recorded for two hours <laughs> we, we did we really did <laughs> so yeah and so are you doing a happy Friday episode um maybe that okay. will be a surprise when uh when you guys uh get your podcast alerts <laughs> i know i know but i am guys make sure you are listening to live fridays um because of course there's always something interesting so i am definitely doing live fridays well, don't forget to all the listeners, tune in to uh, the Coupon Queen Pins Live Fridays. On Facebook. On Facebook. It's on Facebook. And you will see me pop in and say hello and talk back through messages. <laughs> yeah. And you get to listen to her furry friend. Yeah, my furry friend is very feisty. My furry friend. <laughs> is very feisty she's uh you know she's been good about it the funny thing is i think i've kind of trained her a little bit to be quiet while i'm recording normal episodes oh no way yeah like she's good while i'm recording but like live friday she's like i don't care who hears me you're gonna (laughs) love me (laughs) oh my gosh but guys, thank you so much once again for tuning in on another episode of 13 Reasons Why. And um, you got to wait till next week because yeah. it's going to be episode seven. Yes. So guys, be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. And that's all we have for now. Bye, guys. Bye. That's it for now, and thanks for listening on A Little Bit of Everything with me.